certain that no stone stands, that no creature crawls, I command you to let loose the last of the titans. It's time to strike. Let the rain pour down from God above with the blood on my blade. No law, begin the blood, open the gates. Let the battle begin. We're in with the wind and our backs ready for any attacks. I'm the horns, prepare for war. Begin the storm, the flame and arrow hitting your body, keeping you warm with the uniform of my sworn enemies. You rape the pillage, my city is spread disease. Alright guys, question for this week. Uh, for some reason, you suddenly have the ability to manifest some sort of giant creature, robot, something like that. What is it? Here's the catch. We're not picking the other three picks for the person. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think out of revenge for your nerd group... Uh, nerd group? Steven... <laughs> We should definitely make you into some sort of giant tortoise. <laughs> They're talking about my D and D character. Oh, who is who is a turtle named Yordle? <laughs> That's pretty awful. <laughs> See, I, when he started talking, it's like, okay, so he's like Gamera's cousin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Gamera, that's that's fucking water shit. I do the land stuff. <laughs> there it is. Because <laughs> I'm a tortoise. <laughs> Gamera's cousin. Camera's white trash cousin, Camera Poe. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and he's just gonna blast. I don't even get a drum for Camera Poe. <laughs> Alright. I can I can go behind the giant giant monster tortoise for Steven. As long as he has way more sneakiness than he has any reasonable like reason to actually have. Uh, just, just giant. He, super no matter sneaky what, material. he can roll super sneakiness and always sneak up on any city, any unbe- For whatever reason, I've just been rolling nothing but twenties on stealth. Jeez. Okay. Guy, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see it just walking along. Whoa, what's up with this hill? Giant tortoise. <laughs> yeah, it's really infuriating to everyone else in the group. So we'll keep it at that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm behind that. I'm behind a giant tortoise for myself. Just hmm. weapons clanging all over the place, somehow not making any sound. I'm pretty sure D-Hearts would be some sort of giant mutant, but I'm not sure, like, in what capacity. I feel like a long time ago we decided that D-Hearts' spirit animal was a cobra ostrich of some sort. Cobra <laughs> ostrich? Like, it's an... Like an ostrich, but instead of, like, an ostrich head, it just had, like, a long cobra head. Just a big old snake head. on the end? Yeah. Yeah, so take that. I'm a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Well, uh, a bird with a with a snake's head. I, I guess if you, it has to be giant because that's what we're talking about. I'm a fucking dinosaur, so yeah. I mean, technically, you would be. I mean, too. birds are basically dinosaurs too. So. Yeah, I mean, but a giant turtle would also be a dinosaur, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You'd be the dumbest looking dinosaur of all time. Yeah, well, that <laughs> might be the case right now, up until it either spits venom on you or constricts you, and then. You know, something crazy like that. It's basically like, did you guys ever play Primal Rage back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. You remember the, the character Vertigo? Mm, kind of. I don't really remember names. I remember it, what that looked like. It was like, like a dinosaur with a cobra head, basically. Oh. Uh, and it could spit venom. Does he have a stretchy <laughs> neck? Not not in this. Does, well, okay. Yeah, he does. But does, does D-Hart's monster have a stretchy At least, neck? Of course he does. 
It would have to. It would it would be like coiled up normally, but then if he's like going in for an attack, it just uncoils. I'm you know, thinking... a cobra snake on a on a uh, cobras on a bird's are the ones body, with the hood, right? That's where, a, they, where they're all that's wide. a fucking goose. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but with a hood but just, behind its head. But just venomous. Yeah, yeah. yeah a venomous goose. I, I'm cool with, with fangs and a forked tongue. <laughs> well, a goose, but he can't fly because it's an ostrich. Dehart tastes the air to figure out where the hordes of people are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Cheats would have to be some kind of mech, but I don't think you could be, like, your idealized mech. Oh, well, no. There, there would have to be something <laughs> fucked up about it. <laughs> so, Cheats's mech would be a giant version of the alien mechs from Fifth Element. Oh, the... Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they were basically just slightly bigger than humans. They're like eight foot tall, but you know they're kind of lumbering, and they got the finger keys. I, I think, I think the ideal like a the the mech I have in my mind is like a pure like a, it's like a complete Gundam style kind of giant thing, but it's very slow. <laughs> it's just like it's not even worth like the, the jet. The, you hear the, like the jet engine start up. It's just. Ooh, and then it's gonna just, take a while. And then it just <laughs> it barely moves. It just <laughs> just goes forward. Like it doesn't even smash the buildings. It just kind of like no, pushes them it. over. Yeah, <laughs> it perpetually makes the sound that the Millennium Falcon makes whenever its hyperdrive isn't working. So, Gundam cheats is on his way on his way to save the people of Japan. The the monster attack was three weeks ago, guys. <laughs> Japan is literally gone. Maybe we could, we could airdrop him in. <laughs> it gets toppled over and just... Just through intercoms. <laughs> yeah, operation. The monster that you're fighting is like, man, this is just really exhausting waiting for him to counterattack. In fact, it's so slow. That he can never precisely tell when you're going to counterattack. <laughs> oh, that's his advantage. It's like the element of surprise. Is it, is it coming now? Well, right. it's an element of surprise based on boredom. <laughs> it's like a giant robot version of the knuckleball. <laughs> Just makes you think it's gonna be a bunch of heat and it's just nothing. Hits the ground. <laughs> It has no direction and no speed. So, right, so if get a shoulder on <laughs> If Cheats is the is the characters from Fifth Element, does that mean that he's got a um, his DNA is just a super hot like ninja? His his DNA like on is the uh, inside? it's Dino DNA. <laughs> God damn it! We all we all knew this already. <laughs> dino <laughs> DNA. All right, well that's a good that's a good point. Shit, what is Phillips? I don't think it'd be a giant Keep in robot. mind, I'm not as good of a sport as Cheats about being made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I've long accepted nobody has respect for anything about me, so... Um, Damn. I, the idea was to, to give you basically what you want, but it's, you know, it's not But it's perfect. janky as fuck. It's not perfect. <laughs> I sort of feel... I don't know why, but I sort of feel like Philip's giant monster would be, like, a huge fire gorilla. Fire gorilla? <laughs> If, they, mm, if, yeah. I, if I'm a little surprised, like, we haven't picked a gorilla for someone, so I am going to go and say, yours is some sort of scary gorilla, but I don't know if it's, like, just Rampage style, or it's just giant ape, or I kind of like the idea of it's literally on fire. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, a, like on fire <laughs> and breathes fire. 
I was gonna but say, but he doesn't like fire. <laughs> still afraid of fire, no, and he's, also he's like, oh terrified my God. of fire. <laughs> so if I'm made of fire and I'm a grill, does that mean I'm doubly afraid of swimming? Uh, better yet, he's a giant like stone gorilla, like he came out of a volcano. Oh right, man. Yeah, Ooh. stone gorilla. <laughs> I thought Stephen was That's gonna say something. That fire, uh, he's blazing. Something along the lines of. <laughs> <laughs> so he's magma he's magma gilla gorilla oh. yes <laughs> uh, there we go that's pretty it's, good it's become so and he's hot we have spoke the words they now have power <laughs> i'll be a rock gorilla that's not so bad <laughs> dude magma gilla totally sounds like a godzilla villain oh yeah it does that's I, pretty good we should trade i'm actually that. pretty surprised it's not already a godzilla villain <laughs> uh, and you'd have one of those like bowler hats that Magilla Gorilla wears. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just a bowler hat made we of magma make, for some reason. We have to make it bad in some way. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair point. Well, yeah, it's bad because he's on fire, breathes fire, but he's also terrified of fire. Just constantly afraid of my own existence. <laughs> That's why you're so angry. You're attacking everything. You're scared of yourself. Deep down, Philip, you're just afraid of yourself. I'm just looking for that fire extinguisher. <laughs> Philip's enemy would be the most giant centipede you could think of. Oh, that's that's the enemy of mankind. <laughs> the enemy of yeah. mankind. I have to agree with hard on this one. <laughs> we can think of a pretty big centipede. I'm talking about, like, arms of uh, galaxies for legs. Alright, well, I'd say these are all good answers and kind of segues into our movies because one of our movies has giant bugs in it as well. Well, one has giant bugs and the other one has a giant monster. And giant robots. So. Yeah. So I don't remember oh. any bugs. Are scorpions technically bugs? Yes. I mean, whatever. Well, they're sort of bugs. They're bugs are bugs. Man. I think they're closer to spiders, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, they're arachnids, but everybody calls spiders arachnids and everything else bugs. Insects are different than like arachnids, but they're all bugs. I guess there's no genus bugs. Bugs is more of a uh, <laughs> general term used by. Yeah, it's, it's just what they the... do to humans. <laughs> they just are on our nerves. All right, All right, so welcome, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rest Rosenberg, Phil the Kill Collins, Cheats the Streets McGee, Andy Hart, and Cheats picked the monster movies for today. So, onward, Cheats. Yep. So first one I picked was uh, 2010's Clash of the Titans, which is, uh, of course, a remake of the the old one, and then also was it 2016? Yeah, 2016 Colossal with uh, Anne Hathaway in it. And uh, some other people that are pretty good, so. Uh, we should probably start with Clash of the Titans, both just for chronological order, and also because it's the worst of the two. Or so says Cheats. Fair point. Okay, so, um, like Cheats said, Clash of the Titans 2010 is obviously just a remake of the first Clash of the Titans, which was made... 1981. 81. Steven with the save. So, this one, um... It's basically in the genre of just remake a movie we've already made, like, perfectly. Except for, and just constantly wink about Modernized. the other. Modernized. Yeah. But just after special effects have gotten to a point where they would be entirely different as far as the process of making them. So, makes a lot of sense. I thought this was going to be a little rough for me because I really fucking love the original. It's one of my favorite Harryhausen movies and really one of my favorite monster movies of all time. Like, I'm a sucker for Greek myths, like, 
Greek mythology anyway. And I just thought the original was so well done. And I had seen this one before and was like, I remember not liking it very much. So I was kind of like pissed that Cheats picked this one instead of the original one. But I didn't think it was as bad as I uh, initially thought. Yeah, there's parts of this movie that, that are uh, are worth a damn. And there's other parts of it that aren't so much. And especially considering, you know, I couldn't tell you where on the list it is. But if you if they make the statement like, Original Clash of, Titan, Clash of the Titans is probably one of the best movies, like, period, I, somewhere. I mean, that's like, it's such an old, I mean, such like a high level of, like, old style movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, uh, like, even with like the, uh, the devil dude yeah. from the original one, because part of the, sometimes it was stop motion, sometimes it was a guy with the, the costume on, sometimes it's like cutting in between. And it's like it feels seamless, even though you and it, you know that it's not real, but it feels real. Yeah. So it's always kind of dicey when you're you're remaking a movie like that. Yeah, and also um, if you're wondering who this movie was made for, you just need to look at the movie cover and see that the final part of the whole movie is right there on the cover. So, it's obviously made for the people who've already seen the first one. Well, no. Or, I no, mean, or know the story. <laughs> this is made for uh, this is made for young people. People that would uh, look at the first one and it's like, that doesn't look real. I don't want to watch it. Right. Well. Because basically, if you don't get in, if you don't expose that type of person to stuff that doesn't look real, like, before they start seeing, like, okay, this is what all movies look like. All movies look real. Right. If if they don't see something else, they'll just like instantly dismiss it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would say that this is made for fans of like movies like uh, Transformers or um, I guess maybe the new Jurassic World movies and stuff like that. Basically, people who just want um, hot like big budget CGI fests that have a lot of action in them. Of course, this movie kicks the shit out of the Transformers movies. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, borrowing from its, like, Greek myth, you know, roots, yeah, of course it, even, makes, it makes as much sense as stuff, any of it. It's very simplified. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I texted that to Philip uh, before we started podcasting. It's really hard to fuck up this story. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, bas- it's a classic type of, like, a passing the torch story. You know, because it's like, okay... The Age of Gods is is done. It's time for man to take the wheel. <laughs> Until the sequel. And choose his own destiny. <laughs> well, that's... Or possibly bust the deal. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> God damn it. Face the wheel. <sighs> okay. So the... I just don't know about this, uh, this IMDb synopsis, though. Well, I'm sure it's bullshit, but... <laughs> per- Perseus Demigod, which makes it sound like that's his fucking full name. By the way, yeah, kind of does. <laughs> Perseus, demigod, son of Zeus, battles the minions of the underworld to stop them from conquering heaven and earth. You know, of the fishing demigods. Yeah, not like seriously. Come on, guys. <laughs> you're you're kind of not even halfway there. Okay, more or less, uh, man has lost faith in Zeus because their lives are terrible. Yeah. Oh, and because Zeus is a <laughs> cocksucker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, every myth, including, like, one seemingly wrote by people that love him, just straight up are like, he's the worst. 
He'll just constantly trick you into shit. Have you, have you ever heard of the Minotaur? Yeah. You know the story of the Minotaur? Like, how why the Minotaur exists? If I had to guess, I would say Zeus fucked a horse. Well, he turned into a bull and fucked a woman. Oh, and she it. gave birth to a Minotaur. There you go. And it's so terrible. Oh, it's a Minotaur instead of a Centaur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he forced the Minotaur to, like, guard the labyrinth or something, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, not only am I going to to bestiality you into existence, but you're going to be damned to just guard this labyrinth for the rest of your life instead of going on to do great bull human things. <laughs> like, there's so much of Greek mythology that is just summed up by Zeus going, I'm gonna fuck it, and then it, it happens. And then just, like, as soon as he gets done, and just being like, that was probably a dumb idea. Oh well, bye guys, everybody's fucked. <laughs> there one, wasn't there one other god that was, like, born from smashing his skull or some shit? I think, um... I cannot remember off the top. I want to say, Athena? I want to say Aphrodite comes from, just was born out of his forehead. Right, something like Somehow. that. Like he cut his, or his head, his skull crushed or something, and there was a uh, god. There's probably him. a trillion iterations of it, and then also just a million different gods that no one's even heard of, because there's just a trillion zillion of them. Well, the thing I really like about, like, uh, specifically uh, Greek mythology and Norse mythology is that there are... It's like, the gods were made by titans. <laughs> the titans were the parents of the gods that they, they, uh, that the gods killed, and then took, created man, then man kills the gods, and then, uh, man creates robots, robots killed man, robots create titans, and the whole thing can start over again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then, then titans create dinosaurs, and eventually women inherit the earth. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, da, 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 women inherit the earth. And I don't also like any of this explanation because there's no Jesus. <laughs> it implies that the earth is older than 2,000 years, which is wrong. Yeah. I agree with cheats. You mean 6,000. Because... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... <laughs> Whatever. I'm religious. I ain't smart. <laughs> I ain't trying to prove you I know how to count. <laughs> okay, so now that Zeus is not as popular, Hades is like... Now's my chance because I'm. It's like, hey Zeus, let me get in there. I've run out of harvest suffering. Up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They'll be, they'll be crawling back to you. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Zeus is played by Liam Neeson, and Hades is played by Ray Fiennes. Yes, because anytime you need someone evil, you go, you call Ray Fiennes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he does, he does have the the titular Voldemort. Uh, voice at all times in the story that happens before the movie starts hades creates the kraken the kraken destroys the titans and then zeus is like thanks for all your help but fuck off now and so now hades wants revenge for that and so now he sees his chance uh meanwhile perseus is another one of those random times where zeus just decided to fuck somebody without well, either without the permission or just tricking them into it and, uh, and Perseus, As a rascal. Yeah, always a rascal. <laughs> and so uh, this king decides he's going to drown his wife for fucking Zeus and the baby that she gave birth to instantly. And uh, Well, he's not a human baby. Right, and so Perseus doesn't die because he can't drown, I guess, because he's not all the way a human. Yeah, he, he ends up being picked up by uh, a fisherman and his family. And uh, because we, we needed someone hot with a British accent to watch over him, we have, uh, was it Jimmer, Jimma Artington? There we go. 
Yeah, like, that's right. I don't Arterton. know. I don't know why I stumble on her stumble on her last name so much. Archerton. Yeah. So uh, she was. Uh, she was from Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah, which she was awesome in. So she uh, plays the part of uh, Io in this, kind of watching over him. A decision she might live to regret. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, she's she guides him to the fisherman. The fisherman pulls him out of the water, and it's like, well, I found this treasure chest filled with uh, a baby and a woman who looks completely alive, but I guess must be dead. Just toss her back into the ocean, I guess. Uh, but I'm alive! No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> nope, don't need you. Um, he grows up, becomes Sam Worthington, and... Uh, the bad guys, or the the king, this this different king from where is it? Ar Argon or? Uh, it's the city in the movie. That's all that matters. It, it starts with an A. Yeah, I think so. So um, because they're Argonauts. That's yeah. Arga. He, yeah, he sends his soldiers to chop down the Zeus statue. Zeus statue gets chopped down and Hades uh, kills all those guys, and that sort of sets our whole, th you know, everything yeah, well, in motion. Yeah, in a crossfire, his. His family is killed. Right. So, uh, Perseus is on a revenge. Well, not in the crossfire. Uh, Hades appears and then just straight smites the boat. Yeah, he sees and then they all... and throws a uh, <laughs> He's like, hmm. Well, yeah, but I'm saying is they weren't the intended target. The, the, they just the happened first to target. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, they were so, collateral yeah. damage. <laughs> yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> They're my family. So, uh, he... Washes up on the shore, and the Argonauts snatch him up and take him to their king. And they're like, "Hey, why aren't you dead? <laughs> Who needs gods? Am I right?" I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say a bunch of mad shit about the gods right now. While everyone in the audience is like, "Dude, chill." <laughs> in fact, I dare the gods. <laughs> it's like, no, they totally will. So Hades shows up, kills all the guards in the room. Sucks the life out of the queen, and then says, I'm sending the Kraken, Yeah, the seven, only way to stop it. Seven days, you either uh, sacrifice the princess yep. to the Kraken, or uh, he's going to destroy the city. Mm -hmm. Like we said, this plot is extremely straightforward. Which is great, because when they start trying to like make it like smart and complicated, that's when you end up with Transformers. <laughs> so, just let it be simple, please. So, um... Honestly, it's a really good movie to make a remake of, because it's... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it, I'm not it basically just on. has to, uh, you know, complete various godlike tasks to prepare himself to fight the Kraken. Yep. Yeah, it, it ends up basically, uh... It's a D&D &D group, is really what this is when they go on their quest. Yeah, a little bit. And, like... No matter what, if you have a scene in your movie where it's basically like, Form the party! Go on the quest! Like... I'm hooked. I'm a simple man. <laughs> yeah. I got a little sad whenever they started picking their weapons out, and they pulled out Budo, the little mechanical owl from the original movie. Which is also in the second movie. I, I, I watched both. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, cool, they're actually going to keep this part. And they're like, oh, just leave it. And he just throws it back into the chest or whatever. The three best people in the party... Is the two monster hunters and then the crazy uh, Gen wizard that they meet? Oh yeah, he's neat. And Mads Mikkel Mads Mickelson? Yes. I decided we should start calling him Mad Mix, if you will. He, I mean, 
I don't know. I haven't watched a bunch of stuff in it, like with him in it, but he seems to be consistently good. So I don't know how much of this was him phoning it in and how much it wasn't, but I was just like, I'm on board. Why isn't this guy the main character? Yeah. It, it, it's just every scene in this movie with him in it is just him, like, nodding and smiling. Or... Yeah. Or... Uh, or being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> because initially he has to be a dick until the guy proves himself worthy. Then he gets the smile nods. Yes. He's like, okay, we are not dead. I can approve of this. <laughs> So they go on their quest, and uh, I think pretty much immediately they're confronted with the king, the aforementioned king who tossed his wife and the Zeus baby into the ocean. Which yeah, because well, Hades sends them after him. Right, yeah. yeah trying to get revenge. The, the whole thing with that was just, this was a king, it, like, it wasn't like the other king, because we kind of glossed over that, where he just was like, you know, fuck the gods. No, he was like, get my army together, I'm going to Olympus, I'm going to kick me some god ass. And Zeus didn't like that, hence we hence we get where he went with his wife. But not only that, but uh, he was horribly maimed because he st- he started saying more stuff. So Zeus is just like, have a lightning bolt, asshole. And well, just... maimed and also like superhuman now, I guess. Well, like in the uh, original one, you can he's basically a devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a crazy devil horn in this in this one. I just, yeah, I just I... thought that was a piece of like barely Shrapnel? hanging on skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure either, but Hades gives him powers, and at that point, that's, uh, like, it's it's kind of amusing in this that, like, because they take so many guys when they leave, and, like, their well, first they encounter. Lose, yeah, they lose most of them, like, instantly, like, during this fight, because every time this guy bleeds, the blood hits the ground, and it turns into a giant scorpion. And it, I don't think that they're supposed to turn into a scorpion. I think it was just they woke them up, but I'm not sure. Uh, the reason why I say well, that is because the hand definitely right turns into a scorpion because yeah. we see it start to turn into a scorpion. Yeah, so, it, so his he gets his hand chopped off and that's why he's bleeding all over the place. And that hand is like flopping around on the ground and the middle finger turns into a fucking yeah, scorpion yeah. stinger. We don't actually see the rest of the transformation, but it's pretty clear what's going on there. I think every place that his blood hit the ground, they spawned a scorpion. Well, woke up doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. The scorpions but... <laughs> come up from the fucking ground. Here they are, rocky like a hurricane. Yeah, it's the scorpions. God damn it! <laughs> of course. <laughs> so they're fighting them. It's actually a pretty lengthy fight. Um, they kill the fuck out of some of them, but then even more, even bigger ones show up. But then the uh, the wishmasters have their back, and they <laughs> should they show up and they're just like, nah, 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 nah. Scorpions, just just chill. Chill, scorpions. And the scorpion's like, alright. So, that's their superpower, I guess. You wanna ride me? <laughs> you wanna ride me? I got the venom. <laughs> so they they ride their way to their next objective on scorpions. Which looks really silly, by the way. Yeah, and also there's a couple of interior shots of them inside the like little huts that were like fashioned on top of the scorpions. And it's like, so this is the two abilities that the djinn have. They can... Tame scorpions, and they're really awesome at building, like, super temporary ha- houses on top of scorpions. Well, they probably use their once-a-day, uh, you know, magic cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, spawned it on top of the, the scorpion directly. <laughs> yeah. I do want to give this movie some props for a good blend of, of uh, pr- practical and CGI effects. Like, where uh, Perseus busts out of the middle of the scorpion and there's just goop everywhere. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these actors are asking themselves, 
Why am I covers this ghoul? Why aren't you using the CGs for this? And they're like, well, because that would look like shit. Yeah, you can't use CGI goo. Well, so, they do. So you get a good shot of him, like, bursting out of the center of it, and there's, like... Don't you mean a good shot? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the makeup's really good, too. Like, uh, the gin, the way he looks is really neat. Yep. It's all cool. The gin kind of looks like he's made up of uh, robots and, and light... <laughs> robots. Rocks and light. And wood or something. Yeah, I mean, if that were... Ooh, maybe petrified tell... wood? If you could tell that that was metal instead of wood, he would totally fit into a Transformers movie. Oh, yes. definitely. I'm not convinced he's not in a Transformers movie also. Like, because, I mean, from what I can tell from the trailers, the Transformers movies are getting into some weird territories, like King oh. Arthur and shit. What? <laughs> yeah. The newest Transformers movie starts out, I again, I haven't seen it, but I know there's King Arthur shit involved because it's in the trailer. That's fucking weird. I know! Right? Well, maybe we should be watching that. <laughs> that's just weird enough that D-Hart is now intrigued. Oh. See, that's what they made that trailer. <laughs> An Autobot in King Arthur's court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're trying to really, they're trying super hard to, like, lend credence to the whole uh, Optimus Prime as, as Jesus. Excalibur is the sword Optimus Prime exactly. uses. Exactly. Fuck, we wrote the movie for him. I Apparently they made it. I don't know why, <laughs> but there you go. Well, maybe someday someone will curse us with a Transformers July or something, and we'll have to watch all of them, and and it will be awful. No. Do you have any idea how long those movies are? Yeah. That's why I haven't seen them. All right, so uh, I think the next big quest uh, marker <laughs> is uh, they have to descend into the underworld, Cross the river sticks yeah. to go get Medusa's head because they can use it to turn the crack into stone. Right. And but, again, you know, they, they if can't you, look at it or else they'll turn to stone. If you saw any any at all of the promotional materials for this, you know how this is going to go. Also, if you've seen the original movie or... Or if you played God of War. Yeah. If you've done anything, if you, I mean, I guess if you know this the original much, story. It's like, the kind of take on this was much more like, the gods are bad. And, uh, I feel like that was much more of a, uh... Well, they can't help it, they're just drawn that way. <laughs> I think that was much more of a common, like, trope at the time. Yeah. Now, it's like, oh, sure, everybody can have superpowers. and Fuck be better, Be better than everyone else, fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. It'll come back around. There'll be a movie about, uh, uh... Well, no, I don't know. I guess they already made the Star Trek movie with Wrath of, with uh, with Khan in it again. Yeah, even though it wasn't a remake. Yeah, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a silent Ooh. wink. When you're giving it. <laughs> a silent wink. <laughs> you guys ever wake up in the morning and your eyes are so dry that it makes sound to blink? Oh, yeah. It really does, too. It's, it's the best. So... Uh, spoilers, they kill Medusa, but it costs every other fucking member of the party who didn't bail before they got to this point. And it's the last day, and, uh, it's like, basically the eclipse is starting now. Yeah. So he has to make it back before the end of the eclipse when the Kraken is, you know... Of course, uh, Mads Mikkelsen goes out here with a yeah. smile and a nod, by the way. Yeah, he does. Oh, of course. Before he crumples <laughs> to stone. I mean, the fucking, the Jin wizard blows himself up. Like, I guess they don't yeah, have to, to eyes, do... or at least not as we know them, Jim. Because why didn't the Jin Wizard turn into a stone? Well, 
I, what I'm assuming is he's not a man, I guess. Yeah, he's basically. Not of flesh. They they mention well, at one point the that the, the, the as the Jin get older and they lose parts like in combat or something, they just replace it with like other materials. So at this point, like this guy's basically a golem. So, so. he has so his robot eyes don't you know? There's no pretty so, much. In other words, if they ever made a Transformers 15 Clash of the Transformers, it would be useless against the Autobots. The, Clash or, of the Titan Cons. Titan Cons. <laughs> hey man, don't think it won't happen. They've got <laughs> Dinobots and every other kind of animal bot. Why not Titans? Okay, so chop off Medusa's head. Uh, his companion, his uh, everlasting companion, Io, or whatever her name is. She's killed or disintegrated or whatever by Hades. Stabs her right through. Oh, no, it's not Hades. No, it's, it's the, the king, king guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, so after that part, Pegasus shows back up. It was foretold earlier. Yeah, but... well, he has to give in. It's like, okay, your time is up. You have to use your uh, the gifts that the gods have left for you, like your magic sword and the Pegasus. Even though just like... Well, because you're Mads, out of time. Well, Mads <laughs> earlier was like, you know, your pride is just costing my men, and meanwhile, we all know you're going to end up using the sword. Why would we have it otherwise? And then... Why would we introduce it in the first act if we weren't going to use it in the third? (laughs) And it's just like, so he was totally right. They probably could have definitely saved like half of the fucking men if he would just have not been so stubborn and wanted to use iron instead of a magic sword. He could have gone, he could have gotten to the place on his own just by flying to Pegasus that he saw the first day they were out. Yeah, in the first like five minutes. But anyways, so now he's got the Pegasus and the the Medusa head and the magic sword and he's ready for his final showdown with the, the uh, Kraken. Meanwhile, Liam Neeson is just up there in Mount Olympus doing the trailer soundbite and this and the thing that people have said since then, release the Kraken in the Liam Neeson voice. It's the one you always think of whenever you hear the word Kraken. Yeah. Even if you didn't see is, this movie. It's, it's hard to get a, an angle on. I mean, it's kind of like He's kind of like Zeus in the stories because yeah, he, he doesn't seem like, to really give a fuck one way or the other. I want the people to love me, but fuck them, fuck them to death. It's... And also, I want to <laughs> fuck them to death. I will fuck them into loving me. Yeah, I mean, it's you can kind of look at it like a an allegory for like class war because it's like he really wants the benefits of being up there, but it's like uh, if you don't have if if everyone on the bottom level. Is fucking miserable. They will hate you and eventually try to kill you. Yeah, or the, or the you know, the comparable thing to killing you, which is uh, yeah, do I mean, they just, form unions. Well, basically, they're they're trying to kill the gods at the right in the opening scenes of the movie. Yeah, it's like hey, fuck the gods because they're assholes and they're right. <laughs> which is really hilarious considering that the. Even the the first king guy, who was like, I'm literally going to walk to Mount Olympus and kill the gods, he's now working for the gods. It's like, dude, get your fucking devil head out of your ass. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as Hades gives you superpowers, use them against him. Or, like, something to this nature. Yeah, because this whole thing, hey, it's actually been a sneaky power play by Hades, because it's like, hey, Zeus, get the fuck out of here. Wait. Sneaky power play by Hades. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, he did learn from the best, though. <laughs> Zeus was the OG sneaky power play. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but since we keep talking about Transformers, let's be honest here. 
Zeus is Megatron and Hades is Starscream. It's never gonna work, bro. <laughs> yeah, for real. There, there is no Optimus Prime in reality. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... And then Poseidon's just sitting over there not having a goddamn thing to do in this movie. Well, yeah. he has something to do in the second movie. It's die. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I'm pretty sure that Danny Houston was Poseidon also. I don't know who that is. Off the top of my head. Yeah, it was. It was Danny Houston. Like, Why? I don't even know if he had one line in the whole movie. Maybe he did. Maybe one. Yeah, I think he might have said something. But yeah, that's a good question. Why even have him in there? Because we need an old white dude. We need a recognizable white dude face. Here, hold this stick with points on it. Yeah, it's just... Typically, Danny Houston's a little bit more, uh... He's got shit to say. He's an actor. He's not just standing around yeah, yeah. holding CG shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holding a fake staff. It also had what's his name from the uh, from Dread. Who? The main star of Dread. I can't oh, it think did? of his name. I didn't realize he was even in it. He was uh, Apollo. No, I don't think no. so. Oh wait, never mind. That was Luke Evans. That was the guy from uh, the Hobbit movies that plays Bard. You could be forgiven, but for thinking he looks exactly the... the same. They both have that like super like ultra wide forehead where it's like wide screen times two. It's like the curved monitor. Yeah, it actually is, but it's like concave instead of He was back. also uh, Dracula in Dracula Untold. Yeah, I just saw that, and then I scrolled away from it as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping no one would bring it up. Okay, so as predicted, Perseus gets the head. And, of course, there's he couldn't just fly there and just point straight at the Titan, or not Titan, uh, the Kraken, and just win. So the little Hades demons snatch it away from him, and there's like a 17-minute flying around chasing after the demon scene. Yeah, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but, but yeah, still, it's, really, he's just drawing out the inevitable. Right. It's like, what do you think's gonna fucking happen? Now, if something else happened, that would be something. But it's like <laughs> you don't need to do this. Like, it, yeah, it goes I wasn't on into like the uh, the weird cult kind of vibe that was coming out of the. Like, the villagers that were just led by some random guy. Yeah, rando crowd. The dude from the beginning that was, like, in the streets being like, we shouldn't the fuck with... The gods are angry! We shouldn't fuck with the gods. We should just do whatever they say. And, I mean, he's not wrong. Because if the gods did anything that made sense, they would just... Hades would just appear behind Perseus and rip his fucking head off. And that's it. You or, know, the gods must be crazy. Yeah, they must be. Must be. <laughs> So they win. Uh, the sacrificed princess, who we haven't brought up until this point because no one, like, what difference does it make? She doesn't have anything to do in this movie other than uh, potentially be sacrificed. <laughs> and also hand out bread. Yeah, but they don't know that she's doing it. She's right. kind of doing it, you know, like, the deal. in disguise. Right. Although, I don't know how, like... Okay, let's just say that we all lived in one city. It's well, like, okay, the entirety of the human race is living in one city. Well, you would we know don't instantly know because she doesn't smell is. like shit. <laughs> How do you know he's a king? He's a goat shit all over him. <laughs> Somebody's bathed over here. It must be the princess. We got somebody who doesn't smell like shit. Yeah, she's, uh... She smells more like flowers than shit. That's a real... That's a sign. She's obviously got money underneath of those poorly conceived disguise that also isn't covered in shit. Now, see, she would just have to put on a shit robe and she could just walk among them. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's supposed to tell us now the Argonauts are going to be ran by someone who's a little nicer and a little bit less likely to just deliberately provoke the gods into killing everyone. But, doesn't matter. 
I guess Perseus is going to hook up with not the the immortal woman that Zeus... Well, she re, she is revived at the end yeah. of this as a as a thank you from Zeus. It's like, hey, I know you bailed me out of a tough spot that I completely created on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sport. <laughs> He's like, like hey, but in a way, I fucked you into existence, so I, I kind of bailed you I, out of a non-existence spot. Like you've proven yourself worthy to live in Olympus. It's like, oh, you don't want to? Well, I guess you can, you know, live with a, a, a revived deity. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, wasn't she cursed? She was cursed. Cursed with everlasting me. life. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like a... Well, no. A- agelessness. Whatever. She was stabbed and then it's just different. turned into... Everlasting life means that you can't die. Right. Well, is she dead? No. She's right back where she it's was. It's kind of immortality in the, t- in the sense of uh, Highlanders. <laughs> I really don't... Like, personally, I don't feel like... I feel like Zeus was like, well, I'm going to pretend like I'm bringing her back, like I'm some sort of benevolent god, but really, <laughs> she was going to come back anyway. I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and take credit. Hey, Perseus, look what I did. You owe me a favor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as we know, she's probably Zeus's daughter as well. Well, I mean... I mean, didn't they explain? Kind of, like... They kind of make it that everyone is, in a way. <laughs> that, it's like that's fair. they created man. It's just so. like, here's your one true love back, Perseus. By the way, your siblings, boop, gone. <laughs> just disappears. Well, it's not just that fucked up, because also it's... She's been an adult since before you were born. Well, have fun fucking her. <laughs> Pretty weird. So, anyways, that's Greek mythology for you, I guess. Um, well, he does uh, He does go on to star in the sequel, Wrath of the Titans, where he has Danny McBride hair. Oh, he kind of does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. It, it's one of because uh, when I was watching this, I was thinking, man, does this guy ever have a different haircut? And he's like, oh... This is why he doesn't have a different haircut ever. Oh, oh yes, he does. <laughs> because when he grows it out, he looks like he's going to coach a terrible soccer team. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's I mean, straight up Danny McBride. Not, I don't think I don't think either one it or the sequel are like bad movies. Well, they're yeah, just, you know, they're just the same story again, but with more special effects and slightly less story and owls. They put more of a definitive end on the uh, the age of gods. <laughs> well, that's good. Stop I jerking mean, us I, around a little. I really thought the special effects were pretty impressive, honestly. They're pretty good, yeah. There wasn't a lot of, like, bad-looking CG, which is what I thought I had remembered, but I guess I just didn't. At least for me, as far as uh, Clash of Titans is concerned, I think the worst parts is, like, the beginning and the ending part, where it's just kind of like, eh. Steven, you, nothing really happens. You might be smashing together in your mind uh, Clash of the Titans and uh, Gods of Egypt. I haven't seen Gods of Egypt. Oh, I don't Did know. He... Yeah, I don't think anybody Oh, okay. Has. Well, never mind. I guess it was just me doing that. Have you seen it? Yeah, I mean, I, good I, <laughs> I, I, I on accident, well, not on accident, I guess, but I slightly against my will watched it in the cardio theater at the gym. They were just happened to be playing it, so I just watched it. And, um... I'm it's kind not, of interested. It's not the worst. It's 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 it's, it's not I mean, worse it's, than this. It's it's fine. It's a guy who directed Dark City and uh, The Crow. It's a little more convoluted than this, so it becomes a little more like yeah. Oh come on, let's let's <laughs> get on with it. Um, it's a little bit more of that. Well, what's his name from Game of Thrones is in it, but that's no different than this because uh, Clash of the Titans had many Game of Thrones uh, alumnus. In it. Maybe I'm mashing together a couple of the 300 movies or Immortals or something like that. It could be. 
Yeah. Because those, I feel like those have very similar, like... We can never, we can never podcast with 300 movies. We pass, we pass up our only opportunity to do so on the 300th episode. No, we just can't. We just, I'm, I won't. We can't. I won't! I won't do it! Alright. So, yeah, if you like Wrath of the Titans or Clash of the Titans, check out Gods of Egypt. It's very similar-ish. And also check out that uh, Ridley Scott Gods movie. What's that one called? <laughs> Exodus, Gods and Kings? Yeah, that one. Check that Dude, one out, too. No, don't ever. <laughs> Doesn't that one have uh, Christian Bale starring as Jesus or something? Or <laughs> Moses, well, I, I think. I think that would be... Yeah, it would have to be Moses, wouldn't it? How many times has Christian Bale been a biblical figure? I guess his name is, is Christian. Christian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who should we get to play this Christian guy? I, I heard that that's supposed to be like a weird sci-fi take on Bible stories. Kind of like the Noah, where it had like the rock monsters, or, or maybe oh, that with was uh, Russell Crowe. I don't know. I want to watch either one. But... I Russell the Crowe one. <laughs> okay, so Colossal from 2016. It better or worse, it's definitely a lot more fun than Clash of the Titans. It's such a bizarre movie. Yeah. Well, it's two things that uh, the audience for either one would never watch the other. Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, not not never, but. Rarely and usually against their will. This is like if you smashed up Twenty Seven Dresses in a off-brand Godzilla movie. But um, okay, so Gloria, played by Anne Hathaway, is an out-of-work party girl forced to leave her life in New York City, and you can just say New York, New York City, <laughs> and move back home. When re- reports surface that a giant creature is destroying Seoul, she gradually comes to the realization that she is somehow connected to the phenomenon. That's a pretty decent plot synopsis. Um, it's also directed by a guy named Nacho. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I Nacho. Think, I Libre? think that he is the guy that did Time Crimes. Yeah, he is. He is extraterrestrial that I watched as well. What is with that close-up user picture? It's a very serious picture. <laughs> is that so we can't tell how big the rest of his head is? There's no telling. I always assume whenever the parts of head information are left out, it's for a reason. Yeah, he did Time Crimes. So, yeah. um, he also wrote it. Wrote and directed. So, uh, Jason Shadekish. He plays, uh, Oscar, who is the bar owner at the hometown where she is from. And he's a real piece of shit. Well, yeah, you don't realize he's not really that big of a first. piece of shit. <laughs> I actually got the fact that he's a piece of shit spoiled for me. Because I watched 45 minutes of it, and then I had to get ready for, um, uh, to have company over last night, and then Jordan came over, and he was just like, yeah, man, Jason Sudeikis is such a piece of shit, and it was literally like two minutes before it's revealed that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and so I was fooled, obviously. I was definitely, it, it was spoiled for me, but only by like seriously minutes well and that was like that was one of the things i was so like kind of confused at while i was watching the movie in retrospect and as the movie goes on you're kind of confused at why jason sudeikis goes from fucking zero to 11 so quickly like he because he seems like a pretty all right guy and then he's just a fucking asshole then you kind of realize that he's just always been a fucking abusive asshole and like that's just the the good parts of him is just him pretending He's that guy that has a crush on that girl from high school and literally cannot let it go. For one for one psychological reason or another, is like bound to continuously be obsessed. 
And it's a, uh, it's an age-old classic story. It's a bummer, man. And sometimes <laughs> movies like play this guy up like he's the hero, but I think in, in I think recently in films we're realizing that guy was never the hero. He was very creepy. If it's in Revenge of the Nerds or whatever movie. So we have uh, Anne Hathaway playing Gloria, and um, she's not like a super great person at the start of this movie anyway. Um, kind of what happens is she she basically she comes home like late in the morning uh, to her boyfriend that she's been living with, and um, really what amounts to is just, she's just a fuck up. Uh, she doesn't have any money. She just hangs out with people. She's constantly drunk and or stoned. Uh, and he's just tired of dealing with it. Yeah. And so... Completely understandable. Completely understandable. He's because as soon too. as he's outside the door, her friends show up. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Which... <laughs> it's like, he just kicked you out. <laughs> did you notice her boyfriend was the dude from the guest, D-Hart? I did not realize that, but I, I totally... Yeah, that's the same guy. I've seen him in something recently, not the guest. He he plays the Beast in the, the new Beauty and the Beast, but obviously you wouldn't recognize oh. him from that. He's... He's David Haller from Legion. Okay. Legion is a uh, is a Marvel uh, like X Men style TV show on FF FXX, and it's actually really fucking good. Like, maybe the best Marvel TV show. Hmm. As far as like uh, plot is concerned, anyway. But, but so, uh, yeah, so she she's just constantly fucking up. So he's just like, I packed your things. Get out. I don't want anything to do with you until you clean up your act. So, seeing how she has nowhere to go, nothing to do, and no job... I find it hard to believe that literally all of her things are just clothes. She owns nothing in that apartment. I mean, they didn't go into it much, but just off some conversation with them... I mean, yeah, it sounds like she's basically just been staying with them. And yeah, that's it. I mean, it just seemed weird to me. I guess when you have no money and all you spend all your money on booze, you don't really have time or the will to buy other shit. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll ship your bottle collection. <laughs> right, yeah. Your It'll giant, be a while. It takes a <laughs> It's going to take about 600 different uh, UPS boxes. Yeah, so she... I don't know what it is, but there's just something about Anne Hathaway, and I think we've talked about it before, but I just feel like she's got cold, dead eyes. I don't I, disagree okay. with that. Well, that's because... <laughs> She's very clearly a skinwalker. No, and, it, and the reason it matters is because I, in many of her movies that I've watched, I find it really hard to connect with her emotionally. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I just, I feel like she has, because of the way her eyes look, she has a real problem, like, showing emotion on screen and having it be believable to the audience. Well, she's a pretty famous actress, and she gets a lot of really good work, so clearly everyone doesn't feel that way, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I were going to make that complaint against somebody, it would be, uh, what's her name from, uh, the, uh, Avengers. The one that you like so much. Oh, uh, Johansson? Oh, uh, Johansson? Yeah. Scarlett Johansson? I just completely don't get I, it. I can see that. And uh, my dad feels that way about, uh, Killian Murphy we talked about. Well, he just yeah. thinks he's a dead person on the inside. <laughs> yeah, she's, he was, he, he had like a specific conversation about how much he hated his fucking eyes. Yeah, he's like, he, I don't like this actor. He <laughs> feels like he's going to betray him, and he he's does, probably not wrong. He does have an asshole face. We've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that if he was the weatherman and his name was Dave Spritz, you would instantly not like him. <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe she just has, like, the female version of an asshole face. 
Oh, well, I don't think I got uh, no problem with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, so. I don't think any, either of these people have an asshole face. It's just like uh, I just don't relate to uh, some of them. I honestly <laughs> feel like it's probably one of those things where it's the, something you will never be able to consciously understand. Probably like, they look like somebody that right. Somebody <laughs> they have like a little Maybe. they have like a, a mannerism or a micro expression or something that they do that reminds you of somebody who fucked you. And, yeah, maybe. And that that's all there is to it. Like, that's... I, I find that to be the case a lot of the time. You can, like, not like someone based on literally nothing. And it's just because your brain is like a fucking lizard brain, and it's like, ah, I recognize this motherfucker. This motherfucker already fucked us. <laughs> so anyways, um... Forgetting about the fact that Anne Hathaway is a skinwalker, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> according to Cheats. <laughs> Um, she's gonna drain your blood, man. <laughs> they do make mention, like, very quickly of, like, why she's, like, so useless and just, like, drifting through life, and it's because she got fired from her writing job, um, because she wrote something she thought was funny, but it turned out to be either, they don't sp specify what it is, but it turned out to be either racist or some, and it was in some way extremely offensive, but yeah. it was just wordplay. What, what it amounts, like, this entire movie, aside from, like, dealing with the crazy abuse of, uh... Jason Cicada's uh, character. Cicada. Whatever. Cicada's! Cicada's! Every nine years we shall emerge! Fucking this Jason guy. Uh, Jesus Christ. Is. It's like. So good. It's someone who has been an asshole for a really long time suddenly realizing that they're a complete asshole and then choosing to try to fix it. Leaning into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in her case, she tries to fix it. Right. So, cause I it, think, well, I think that, I don't think he was always an asshole. I think it was kind of like a, being thrown back to a bad mindset, because suddenly, it's like, oh, I've got a little taste of something. Yeah. You know? Because sometimes a little taste is all it takes well, yeah, to I mean, fuck you over completely. For him... Everyone, like, a ton of the people in this movie are addicts. For him, the addiction was, like, being obsessed with her. And so, like, as soon as she's back in his life, she, he's just like, Oh, gotta get that Anne Hathaway! Got that bugs crawling up my skin! And, uh, well, yeah, because he's Jake and... J J Jason. <laughs> Cicadas. Cicadas. <laughs> See, I looked at it a little differently. I just think that, uh, he was just a fucking abusive piece of shit. And, like, she made him feel insignificant. Which is why he felt like he had to be above her at all times. Right, but it was specifically tied to addiction. Like, most of the time when he's being an asshole, it's because he's drank himself into being an asshole. Same for her. Well, I don't think... I don't think that this guy would be an asshole every day. Right. And, and in fact, he probably hasn't been an asshole for years and years. Because it's just like, day in and day out, just go to the bar, do your work, go home. Get hammered. There's like... Nothing in between besides hanging out with his buddies. But then he gets a little taste of like, oh, I'm special because I can do this thing. Right. And it's like, okay, she can do this thing too, because I guess she's kind of special, but she's already had her special taste. Right. It's like, this special should be for me. Yeah. I think if this had not been Awoken, like, this whole character change wouldn't Yeah, be... I mean, he might have cruised through the rest of his life without yes. ever being thrown a thousand miles. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, because whenever he starts talking to his friend, he's clearly got, like, shit pent up that he just, like, unleashes on his friend about doing cocaine in the bathroom. Yeah, but you'd think that it, that could have been 
He could he could have kept that pinned up the rest of his life had it not been triggered. Or not, you know, or not <laughs> brought it out in such a, an abusive and like, yeah. destructive way. But it doesn't matter because we haven't talked anything about the movie because we've just been talking about like <laughs> the character, the story. Well, the story underneath the story. But anyways, um, Anne Hathaway has to go back home to her hometown. I don't think it specifically says where it is, but it's somewhere nearish. Upstate uh, New York. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, um, she's obviously extremely ill-equipped to be an adult for whatever reason. I guess just because you have to have somewhere to shoot the movie. She has access to this completely abandoned but in excellent shape and a very attractive, like, nice old house. It's a house her parents own. She says that at one point. Yeah, but it's like, what the fuck has it just been doing sitting there? She could have sold it and bought so much booze if she's actually the owner of it. She wouldn't have had a fucking took a well, Tim's abuse for being such an alcoholic. I'm just saying. It's, it's one of those movie reasons where it's like, we're not going to shoot this in a fucking methy apartment that would be the only place she'd be able to afford to be able to Look go. Look at this place. It's all methed up. Yeah. <laughs> totally methed up. <laughs> so she's so ill-equipped that she doesn't even... She can't even go buy an air mattress and then go air it up. And then sleep on it. Like, that's how ill-equipped to be a human being she is. But, um... She's walking home with this comically oversized air mattress box. Just bought an air mattress, by the way. It was the most expensive one that they make. And the box was one-third the size of this one. So this one was just inflated for no reason. Like, obviously made large just to, for comic reasons. But he sees her walking down the street with this bago air mattress... And pulls over and is like, hey, I totally recognize you even though you've changed. And not because I've been stalking you on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know, buddy. So he picks her up and he's he takes her to the bar. I think they pretty much immediately get drunk. Yeah. And, um, like, I think she hangs out at the bar all day. And then they stay and they get drunk that night. And then she walks back through, uh, like, cutting through yards and stuff to get back to her house with her air mattress and walks through this um, playground. And the next day on the news, giant monster terrorizes Seoul at exactly 8.05. Da, 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 da. Like, now whatever she had on her mind has completely gone away because it's, like, world news, like... NATO is calling for, not NATO, but uh, the UN is calling for a, uh, a global ceasefire to, like, like let us unite as, but, a, hey, as a let's, species. Let's figure out this whole monster situation first. This could be way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe we don't need to kill each other. Maybe the monster will do it. Pause. Hit oh, pause. Good. Because it's like, it's been exhausting ourselves having to kill each exhausting. other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the worst. We'd really love it if somebody could come and finish the job for us. <laughs> so, um,. She goes back to the bar, and I think it's either this day or the next day, he ends up hiring her. She gets the job there as a waitress slash uh, barback or whatever she's doing. Well, she agreed to the job, like, the night before while, while she was drunk. And, uh, okay. He came and picked her up the next day. And this is kind of when she gets the idea, like, she's, like, watching the news while he's talking to her. And she starts to see, like, her mannerisms in this monster. Right. And she's not 100% put it together yet, but she's just like, something about it seems familiar, and she's just I mean, like, it's doing hmm. like the little the head scratch. It. Yeah. Like a, I don't know why she has a monkey scratch. But well, like, we do know why, but I any put, other person, if they had that, like, 
character tick, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Does your head actually itch, or are you just a straight-up monkey person? Yeah, it's like, you really, just the movement of it, you expect her to grab a, a louse. Yeah, and eat it. Pick it up, and eat it. <laughs> yep. Just. Tasty little piece of protein. One other night, I don't know how many, like, nights go by, they do, like, character development, they're learning about each other and about their, like, past together and all that stuff. Um, she passes out on a bench at the park, and then wakes up and goes home again, and Gan goes, is at the park, and, um, starts, starts to actually put it together at this point, where she's, like, literally gonna go back to the park and test it. Because it's happening every single day at the same time, and that's about the time she's stumbling home, hammered, drunk. So she's, like, kind of starting to put together. Yeah, I think it's, like, the third night whenever she's, like, a, hey, uh, hey, drinking, drinking pals, why don't you come along and, uh, check this out? <laughs> well, like, she, she, yeah, she, she tested it out by, like, walking just barely onto the grat onto the park area and then, like, doing hand gestures, and then those gestures appeared on the news. So she's, like, positive now. It's definitely her doing it. So then she decides she's going to go back to the park with her drunk friends well, and dance. Yeah, she's, well, this is, like, doing the, during the thing. She's, like, a, they're watching the, the video live, and she's dancing around a little bit, and then she trips because she's right. drunk. Exactly. And just, like, flattens part of the city. You never learn how many people she killed right there, but we know it's some. Yeah. And, uh, which, I don't know why, if you were evacuating the city because of a monster appearance, and then you, it happened a couple days in a row where you figured it was going to come back, why would you come back? Why would the people have come back? Like, I gotta assume it's just, it must just be an overpopulation thing where, like, there's just so fucking many people in Seoul, it's impossible to evacuate the city. I don't, I honestly don't know. I thought the same exact thing, and I kept being like, the, the the military is currently evacuating people. This has been going on for who knows how many days consecutively. How are there still people there? You'd think they would at least have a sense yeah, of self-preservation uh, to just leave on their own, like, without being evacuated. Oh, no, man. It's kind of it's like uh, New York City, both in Marvel Comics and in the MCU. It's like, why would you live in New York City? But even then, it's not every day. The, for at least... At least a week. Steven, it's like you every gotta day ask the same, same question time, about you know? people that live directly in the path of every single hurricane. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's right, Chief. Again, that's not every day for a week. <laughs> Precisely. I'm also not real sure where South Koreans are gonna go. Seoul is not the only place in South Korea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that, but... Uh... They just go south. <laughs> like, there's plenty more left of Korea after that. I mean, literally, just leave the city limits, for fuck's sake. Go camping. Jesus Christ. Just stop hanging out right under where the fucking monster keeps appearing. How about? It's kind of their fault. I mean, I don't want to victim blame here, <laughs> but maybe don't just... They're clearly looky-looing, or whatever the equivalent fucking... is in South Korea. Are you saying they should take a train to Busan? I am saying that. <laughs> fucking... Zombies be damned. Philip, 2018... I don't want a victim blame. Immediately but. victim blames. <laughs> hey, man. Why don't you start a political platform on that? You'd probably get some. I'd probably get fucking elected. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's the victim's fault themselves, but here's all the evidence showing that it is. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, so, yeah. Um, 
she's now like devastated because she realizes she realizes for the first time she actually has caused like quite a bit of death and destruction. Yeah, but also well, not during on accident, but still. during this whole situation, uh, Jason Cicadas came out and uh, he picked her up. God damn it! And this is where you realize. Oh, somehow he's involved in this too because when whenever he grabbed her, they saw like a robot carrying her away. Yeah. So he they watch she, the monster he, version of her, I should say. <laughs> he shows her the news. It's him as a robot, her as a giant monster face. I don't know what kind of mon I was gonna describe what the monster looks like, but it just mostly just looks like a super lanky tree demon. Yeah, uh, it's it's it, a it's a little inty. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, it's got a hint of int, if you will. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so, uh, now that he knows he can be a robot at, at 8.05 every day, he's like, guess what's about to go down? I'm going to go there and use this as leverage. Well, first of all, well, I'm going to be super... Well, first, he, uh, he, he helps her get the uh, translation for the message. It's like, sorry, it won't happen again. <laughs> In Korean. Right. But after that, it's like, she's talking about leaving, and he's like, you're not fucking leaving. <laughs> right, because if she leaves, his life is fucking lame and boring again, so he can't allow that to happen, so he's like, well, if you leave, that's your choice, but I'm definitely gonna dance all over the city of Seoul if you do. And he just, fast-forwarding a little bit of some various fights and stuff. Yeah, the, the the public opinion about the robot and the monster seems to be now that because the monster wrote Apo the yeah, sorry apologize. message. It's like, okay, well, maybe the monster's on our side. Right, and then the robot shows up and she bitch slaps it. Now the robot is the bad guy in, the, in this WWE wrestling uh, story. Yeah, and uh, this guy doesn't have the mental capacity to... Uh... I don't think it, it's like the fact that they've made him a heel... <laughs> and this storyline is like, I was just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> right. What, what what I thought was the right thing. But it's like, it, this is completely gone to his... He's, it's, dri it's driven him mad. <laughs> yeah, he's gone mad with power. So she finds out he's like sneakily going there in the morning and like taunting shop owners like by pretending to step on their like property and them... And, like, Dude, all the, the while, like, watching the footage so he knows he's not actually killing anyone. But he's hammered, and it's like, you the, could easily kill someone. The news headline is so funny for it. Just robot giant taunts. robot taunts financial district. <laughs> yeah, right. So hilarious. And he's probably, like, also on Twitter watching the stock market crash repeatedly as a result. Or at least his sole stock market. The South Korean stock market. Now they're in conflict. She's like, fuck you. Uh, this is bullshit, you're being abusive. And meanwhile, uh, Tim shows up. Old boyfriend. Old boyfriend Tim, who kicked her out. So, it seems that most of the people she's chosen to surround herself with are just like... They kind of position themselves in her life to make her the heel of the story. Like, they're constantly like, oh, this is all your fault. Oh, you know, you're a piece of shit. I'm gonna save you, or whatever. And so... He shows up and you think, oh, he must be, like, being the good influence, but he's really not, like, being in any way helpful. But, of course, this does bring out the, uh, Cicadus rage. So, uh... And he basically burns down his, uh, bar. <laughs> I mean, we have to assume it did, because he set a 
many parts of it on fire. We don't see it burn down. We do see a backdrop in the background that's on fire that just miraculously won't burn the rest of the way. Like, it's got a, there's like a perfect arc of fire behind two of the characters for like this whole huge dialogue chunk. And it just stays exactly right there burning. It's like, come on. This place would be burning to the fucking ground by now. And they're yeah, all just arguing. He, he sets off a very large uh, firework at it. <laughs> and the, he tells this huge story about the firework, which is just an allegory for like his wasted life just sitting around stalking uh, Anne Hathaway on the internet. Like, passively, but yeah. Passively yes. <laughs> stalking, but yeah, Facebook stalking, <laughs> they call it. Um, and meanwhile, just never doing anything or just chilling out in a bar for his whole fucking life and never actually getting to set off this firework of, like, actually being with her. Well, now the bar's gone, so he's gotta go out and fuck shit up because yeah. he has nothing else to do. <laughs> so, um, she decides, she finally figures out because she goes home and... Fate takes one of the pushpins out of one of her posters, flips around the uh, the globe where she had a string tied between where they are and where South Korea monster is showing up. It flips flips down. And she's like, "Oh, okay. So just flip it. I'll just go to South Korea." Yeah. Well, you, well uh, the boyfriend had uh, like set this up to where it's like, "Okay, you can come back," and right. she's like, "Well." And you you make the you make she makes it seem in the movie in the movie makes it seem as if she is going flying back to New York because we get see her going on a plane uh, she said that she was gonna go back to him call them up well but also it's it shows him waiting outside the hotel and not having her arrive there so yeah it's like you kind of know she's not actually gonna go well there. you find out like you know pull camera pulls back she showed up in in South Korea right. She's at the location where... Which she can inexplicably fly to, get tickets and fly to within... Well, they said that uh, it had become like a uh, tourist location just for people wanting to see the monsters live. Yeah. So maybe there's like non-stop flights constantly from maybe. every location on the planet. I mean, that's <laughs> fine if that... I mean... <laughs> if, yeah, I, I just... I, I will agree with you on it that the most extraordinary thing about this movie is not the giant monster, but the fact that she got tickets and was able to leave in the same day for South Korea. Well, not just that, but get there before eight o'clock the next day. Yeah, like it's it like That's the time jump is kind of impossible unless you can fly the other way around the world and somehow go back in well, time. Well, I mean, she is. Let's see. I think she would be going. She'd be chasing the dateline. She'd be going west, so I think the time would be. Like, uh, it's like every hour, she also gains an hour. Where where were they again? They were, I, I believe they were in upstate New York. Somewhere in New York. The state, not the city. Thanks. But in any case... But what, I think it's like an 18-hour flight. Yeah, that's my point. Is yeah. that it's like pretty impossible. <laughs> I mean, the short version of all this is just more than a day passes. Yeah, they get... There we go. Well, but if that was the case, then they would have shown us showing... I mean, it's doable if... Jason if wrecking everything. She left... It's a 14-hour flight from upstate New York to Seoul. Oh, see, that's not too bad. It's half a day. Mm. She could totally get there in time. <laughs> she could have slept on the plane. So skeptical. Fun. That was the most skeptical <laughs> hmm I've ever heard. Just <laughs> an saying. Whatever, guys. Yeah, so, but... in any case, she goes there, and she's sort of hoping that... Um, they actually show us like a, a flashback scene a little earlier where she remembers... Something that happened that she has apparently forgotten, which is that 
her brain got struck by lightning because she was watching J- Jason Cicadas stomp all over <laughs> her fucking... Uh, well, he was struck by lightning, too. It's like yeah, they both the same were. lightning that struck them both, and that's why they both have the power to... The robot to, uh... superpowers. <laughs> Except for, what does that have to do with Korea? It was because it was in her diorama. That's why. Yeah, they were some... Was that it? But, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a... Uh... I know the monster was in her diorama, and he had the... Uh, the diorama itself was Korea. Okay. There was Korean writing on a mountain in the so background. So that's weird. Yeah, well, it, was a, it was a school project that whenever they were kids, uh, hers got blown away by the wind. And uh, I don't know if he was, like, jealous of it or just, you know, being an asshole like small children are. But he just stomped the shit out of her project. Right. And then that's when they get hit by bolts of lightning. Showing that he was obviously just straight-up evil. <laughs> now, I don't, I, I don't know what, what his plan was. Maybe he was... He Maybe he had, even at that time, the actual literal plan. Maybe if I fuck up her life enough, she'll need me to help her build it back. Like, destroy her diorama, and then I'll be the savior, and it I'll fix been. it. You know. I mean, he did chase it, it over a fucking fence just to smash it. That's kind of what I was saying to Dihar earlier when he said that, well, maybe he just, maybe this is just a trigger, and he's just, now he's opening all this up. We don't really know anything about this guy for the last... Well, I mean, kids will do, like, asshole shit. Kids are assholes. They'll do, it, they'll do shit for no reason. Yeah. They don't need a reason. It's, it's different when an adult does something true but it's hard for me to believe that he's an asshole as a kid and then he's an asshole as an adult when we see him but he's just not an asshole all the years in between just because we don't see it well kid kid character kids in real life do random crazy shit all the time that's violent and just random just because they're just testing the world to see how it works but in a movie it has to mean something yeah it doesn't matter i i i agree with steven i totally think he's just been an asshole like constantly these entire years, but what I can agree with Dean is maybe he hasn't been this much of an asshole. Yeah, like maybe he's well, just. Well, it would be impossible for him to be this. He's much been of triggered yeah. into threat- super asshole status. He's threatening the status of a city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. No the, one's this much of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, like for example, his buddy Joel, like um, whenever he has like a meltdown, like a couple times in front of Joel, like he just kind of goes with it makes me think like he, they've seen this happen before and also that he's it obviously fine with yeah. it if, even if if he has seen it happen before we know he just didn't do anything about it yeah so um she's in south korea she's decided she's going to give this reversal thing a go D- probably doesn't know for sure it's going to work but seems pretty confident being that she's wearing a uh a matrix-esque trench coat looking like a real badass uh she like blindly reaches out with her um with her tree monster that has appeared in upstate new york and somehow manages to grab well she knows where he would be standing for him to to be where he's at to robot be, yeah. wise yeah i mean it's a pretty educated guess but <laughs> still a guess she grabs him up also it's an educated guess of like how hard she can squeeze before he just pops but i guess it doesn't matter if she's planning yeah. on throwing him to the horizon like a fucking <laughs> She's literally showing him the horizon at this point. She straight hucks him into the into the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, who the <laughs> fuck even knows where he went? He probably burned up in the fucking, like, upper levels of the atmosphere. Just imagine this guy fucking landing somewhere. Like, probably on some dude's front porch or something. Well, I mean, he wouldn't, because he would, his flesh would just be ripped off of his bones as he's flying through the air at mock speed. Yeah, like... Just like a hunk of skin just fucking, like, flops down on somebody's porch or something. Just a finger. Like, straight up, <laughs> assuming she didn't throw him into space, like, <laughs> he, 
I he whoever he lands next to is going to be in for just they're going to have a bad day because it's going to be messy in some capacity. Yeah. So you can't tell if she's like she picks him up and you can't tell if she her plan is. Well, for one thing, this is getting a little bit confusing for me because she picks him up and that makes the robot on her side like get itself get picked up and fly yeah. through the air and it's, it's a like and I'm just yeah I know it is but it's like like how far can this go. We'll never find out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess it doesn't, it doesn't have to go any further, but I'm just curious. Like, um, but, so she's picking him up, and she's like, huh, what should I do here? So she, like, screams in his face, and he's, like, begging for his life, and you don't know what's going to happen. And I, I bet you they filmed a version of this movie where she just goes, all right, I've scared the piss out of you enough, and just sits him back down and is like, you better fucking know better next time or whatever. But no, this time in the in the in the finished final cut of the movie, she throws him into space. It's like yeah, I kind yes. of imagine like uh, it's like you know like uh, scenes like in in certain movies where there'll be like uh, killer bugs and they'll like swarm something and they'll like as, as it's falling through the air and it'll like dissipate and they're yeah. like oh nothing appeared. <laughs> Like, well, no, uh, if, if she threw Dark Half? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm imagining that kind of thing. Where, like, <laughs> the things that are eating this corpse as I'll, it falls through the atmosphere. I'll never forget our debate about, like, <laughs> if it would be possible for that many birds to eat somebody apart that fast. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, how much flesh can a, one sparrow carry? One coconut or two? African eyes or European? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if she threw them out toward the coast... Maybe it's just going to be like a skipping rock. I mean, the robot will. Well, it I mean, just, the, the robot... It vanishes. vanishes, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, him, yeah, just like... Sh- like, just imagine, like... Well, first off, he probably passed out just from velocity. But imagine just seeing someone just skip <laughs> on the ocean like that. She, he probably passed out and or died during the wind-up for the throw. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. The G-Force from just that would have almost certainly killed him. But... We're hoping he lived to see his eyeballs burn out of his skull in the upper atmosphere. <laughs> Anyways, uh, was anyone else hoping that her tree tree monster would have, like also appear in uh, Soul, and we would get to see like she would have like be able to watch the fight and be able to like guide her monster, where he would be just blindly throwing punches because he's like not there. Nah, I kind of figured thought, it was going to happen on the other like, side. Like the reverse. Situation. Plus, plus, that's just it's that's more, just a different movie. It's more quirky that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I just didn't know which one was which one was going to happen. Like, I knew what her plan was. Yeah, but I was like, how does she know how this works? Maybe the monsters can only be in Seoul. But in any case, I think the only way they could uh, they could have a sequel for this is if an if an actual monster attacked Seoul. And she oh, had to like, and no. then she would have to like tag in and like try to get it during that. Like on that playground. Like that, that during well, during that few minutes, like when I, whenever she has like a the ability, the ability to, to uh, transmit avatar this. her way across yeah, the exactly. planet. Yeah, um, the most surprising, one of the more surprising things about this whole movie was, and I know they just wrote it in just so that we would like have that information. But one of the, I think it was the cokehead, was like, see how they move? I think they're being operated remotely. It's like. Seriously, dude? And he's like, yeah, like, they just look at the horizon. They never look down. And it's like, what the 
fuck kind of like where did that insight come from well you know this dude's fucking brilliant cocaine that's where it came from (laughs) (laughs) the moral of the story is sometimes you get superpowers because some asshole stomps your diorama and lightning strikes your head sometimes you just do cocaine and you get crazy like Tony Stark style brilliance. You can fucking see through time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, there's no doubt that doing cocaine makes you feel like you can see through time. The the lightning strike giving someone powers is, is like such an easy way for it, but at the same time, it's like it's like one of those things. Like, what if you were aware of the fact that if you were struck by lightning, there's a small percentage that you might gain superpowers, but there's a much larger percentage that you're just gonna fucking die. Just. I think I'm going to pick not being struck by this lightning. This thing is, though, <laughs> oh, I'm ready to ride the lightning. Part of, me, part of me has to think that she just has superpowers because the lightning itself is, seems to be brought about by the fact that he's destroying her diorama right in front of her, and she does, like, she Super Saiyan charge-up mode, yeah, and the she... lightning just kind of comes to her rather than striking her. Okay, I, I kind of like that. It's like, like the power... It's like she, this guy got a little, was just a little taste of power transfer. Yeah, she was. She, from, he was just uh, within range when he accident when when she accidentally exposed him to her power. She's literally magic. She made things like because the only reason it's soul is because of the diorama was soul. You know what I mean? Like that's the only reason. So she created all of this. Oh, and also there was a part. Of what this, if she just made dioramas of, like. Every city in the exactly, world. Exactly, my point. <laughs> I mean, does she even need dioramas? Once she realizes so. she has a superpower, can she just do anything? But, uh, part of me, because because I got part of the movie spoiled for me, I was able to have a good several hours of conscious time not watching the movie to hypothesize how could he be being evil in the movie, like, secretly. So I started thinking, like, he's been orchestrating all of this from the get-go, because they have this whole back and forth about how she's this amazing storyteller, and he's terrible at it, and he kind of, like, wished that he wasn't. And I'm sitting here like, did she write some sort of, like, uh, like series of stories or something that he, like, found and figured out were magic somehow? And he, like, is manipulating them, or... You know what I mean? Like, I had all this, uh... I had all this time to, like, conceive of how he could have been evil. And all along, it's just... I go back to watch the movie, and it's like, oh, he's, yeah, just, he's just an asshole. <laughs> like, he, he, he wasn't devious in any way. He was just, like, a real drunk, real yeah, abusive piece that of That does crap. what fucking abusers do always. Yep, get thrown into space. Take notice, other abusers. And I fucking love that, because that, that whole ending was, like... It was just her showing him how insignificant he is again. By him being a tiny human and her being a giant monster. A giant. And then just hucking him into space. Yeah. <laughs> just hurt, and then that's it. It's pretty great. So, Soul rejoices. Everybody's glad she's saved them, even though they will never know unless she tells them. And even then, they probably won't believe her. Um, she should have done the Dougie at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess that's one choice. I don't think anyone would have been around to appreciate it at that park in upstate New York. But uh, Citizens of upstate New York were shocked today as a, <laughs> a, jo- a giant monster that has been terrorizing South Korea threw a, lo- a local asshole into space <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then dug her way out of <laughs> and then dabbed. I feel like this is an local asshole. I feel like this is an onion head headline. Just local asshole thrown into space by a giant monster. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's how you know it's good. Because it might have been on the at some point. <laughs> how much of an asshole do you have to be to be tabbed as local asshole? <laughs> a lot. I mean, <laughs> depends on how small the town is, depends on how popular the newspaper is. There's no way that everybody yeah, in that town doesn't is. fucking hate him by the end of this movie. Just because he burned right. down their fucking bar. Yeah. It doesn't matter if yeah. he's the one running it. He fucking burned it down. There's no place to go. Yeah. <laughs> one dude was getting coffee there. That tells you there's not even a McDonald's in this fucking... It's not like if he didn't burn down the bar, he'd be able to run it. <laughs> True. Well, not from space. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, it's pretty satisfying movie to watch. Great ending. She... she uh, says she's gonna tell a story to this bartender, and she's like, "Want me to get you a drink?" And she's like, ah, "Fuck, I'm an alcoholic." So uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, uh, which movie. one? Uh, which one did you guys prefer? Presumably, if she stays in Seoul, the monster will reappear in New York again the next day. No matter where she's at in Seoul, it'll appear at the playground. Just because it's a scaled-down version, she ha- yeah, it has to. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, if she were in the outskirts of Seoul, maybe, it might be okay. Yeah, it might be fine. Well, no, either that or she, she better get the fuck out of there. In upstate New York at that park, I guess she could accidentally step on those kids that are commuting to school. They're assholes, anyway. <laughs> Foot muting, if you will. Foot commuting. Yeah, they probably are assholes. <laughs> Giggling and laughing and walking by at the same time every day. How dare they? But as far as which movie, uh, definitely colossal. Yep, samezies. For me, Colossal only gets it just based on the novelty of it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good enough reason. I mean, Clash of the Titans is fine for what it is. Yeah, we're not shitting on Clash of the Titans for sure. It's just... It's just, like... We haven't seen there are, Colossal There are other, times. like, you know, classic adventure movies. Right. There aren't other uh, kaiju slash indie drama movies. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, this one definitely has the... Uh... The creativeness factor. I honestly think that both genres are slightly improved by the other. That's just my personal opinion. Obviously, this movie doesn't scratch all of the kaiju movie itches that you might want it to, but it's definitely unique among them. I didn't see Godzilla doing any drop kicks, so... Or doing that, like, finger-pointing at the crotch dance. (laughs) And IMDb agrees, giving Colossal a 6.2 and Wrath or Clash of the Titans a 5.8. Or, uh, in, like in Dimogen, where a fucking giant, like, a golem, samurai golem crucifies a dude. Fucking great. Love it. Sounds good. I've not watched <laughs> that movie, but I would, I would definitely check it out. I could get down with some golem crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said giant samurai, so... Dead Rat Jesus. Alright, I have no feedback today, so... Yay! Steven has nothing to say. I have no... I have nothing to say to any of you. But what about feedback? Wait a minute. Ew. Yeah, I agree, ew. Alright guys, if you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on iTunes, where they can get all of our episodes for free. Alright, if you want to check out some other podcasts that we have, check out the Anime Alphabet, Fallout Forecast, or Talks Over Games. Uh, if you want to hit us up with some feedback, you can find us on Twitter at MPM Podcast or on Facebook. Uh, check out some podcasts we listen to on the regular. Nerdonomy, who present nerds on film. Uh, cheats, were you just sucking an air dick? <laughs> uh, Sean vs. Wild, Trick or Treat Radio. Also check out Sean Moriarty's new podcast, The Whiskey Reel. 
Um, with that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen DeRose Rosenberg. Bill the Magma Gorilla, the Kill Collins. <laughs> Jake the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And we'll see you next time. She was burning bright when we said goodnight, then the lights